What did you say to uh, Richard Dawson on Family Feud? Oh, so we were on Family Feud. The gladiators were battling the beautiful girls in blue. Okay. And then, cheers. Cheers. Here's cheers to Richard. He's no longer with us. Yes. Okay. And uh, I had this scowl on my face when they walked by and he introduced everybody. And Richard Dawson says, why are you scowling? And I said, yeah. I'm a grown man. Okay. And I have to wear spandex. <laughs> if you have to wear spandex, you would have a scowl too. Grab a beer. Let's have some laughs. Because it's time for Crafts and Crafts. I'm here at Mr. O's in Studio City, California, home of one of the best burgers in Los Angeles. My guest today is Dan Nitro Clark, one of the original American Gladiators. We sit down and talk about his back surgery, his heart attack, and that time I borrowed his weight belt at the gym without asking, all while having craft beers and making popsicle stick birdhouses. Brought to you by Adventure, beer and travel gear. Save 25% off everything in the store for the next week with coupon code CRAFT25. And so were you really, were you really angry? That's a deep question. Yes, I was angry because, you know. And were you angry in that moment? I was angry in that moment just because, you know, you always have a battle. Like, does, does Superman, when he goes and does a publicity tour, does he have to wear his tidy whitey? No. Superman goes out, you know, Robert well, because, Downey Jr. doesn't because, have to wear Because he's also Clark Kent. Okay, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. He's also Peter Parker. Right, right, so I'm also Dan Clark. So it was a whole spandex thing. I, I didn't want to be on TV wearing the spandex. We had an argument, uh, argument about- Oh, you did? Says. Oh, because you wanted to go on there just in street clothes. Well, just a, or just a jacket. Just okay. a jacket or t-shirt says American Glass. Got no, it. you got to wear the, you know, and, but you know, the good thing is I won big money. For charity or for yourself? For myself. Did you really? Yeah, for my, they give you the choice. And at that time, we weren't making, I think it was a year or two, we weren't making a lot of money, uh -huh. Zane. So they said, do you want to give it to charity? And we all kind of looked at each other and like, we are. We are, we are the charity. We are char at that point, we are charity. If it would have been a few years later. Before we continue, yes. uh, we are making popsicle stick birdhouses. <laughs> have you done this before? I, I haven't played with a popsicle stick since I played doctor in second grade with my neighbor, Lisa Jennings. Okay, well, we're not going to do that. <laughs> um, I don't I know. have a feeling this is so unfair. I think I... I, why, if I you think, why is it unfair? Because if I know anything about you, you're a guy Shit. who likes to be good at stuff. Okay. And, and as oh much as God. you... As and, much, and that's not describing you? Okay, no, and, no, as much as you play the fun guy, the, all this stuff, I know there's a, a guy inside of you who's... Um, a perfectionist who okay. works hard at stuff. Okay. So it's not beyond me to think okay. that you went home and you've been practicing this for weeks. I'll tell you right now, I didn't practice. The only limitation is your imagination, Dan. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, all right. So, um, but what if my philosophy is that, um, you know, there's a great book I read when I was young. It was uh, Maya Angela's book, um, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. So I have an innate philosophy that birds should not be in homes. So what I will build is a little platform for a freedom home. Yes, of course. For birds. So yes. there is no house. Okay. I have won. It's over. There is no spoon. There is no. <laughs> and, I don't know. Why am I building a house for a bird if I believe it should be free? All right. Well, how about this? Bird feeder. Okay. Now you're talking. Let's make bird feeders. Now you're talking. What happened on December 18th, 2013? This is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I broke. You did? Yeah. So December, um, so my whole life has been uh, identified by what I could do with my body. From playing professional football to American Gladiators. How long did you play professional football? Two years. Where did you play? I played in Europe one year and I played for the Rams. Nice. Los Angeles. Back when they were at Anaheim. So I was working out at Horsepower down the street here in Los Angeles. And I felt this... Um, That's where we met, the gym. Yeah. So I was working out like a no any normal day, not even a hard workout, a warm-up basically. And I felt the pain in my chest. And then that pain got worse and worse. 
And I did a lot of stupid things like a lot of type A guys will do. I just said, oh, okay, I took a breath, went back at it, went back at it, went back at it. So you, what, were you in, what kind of workout was it? It was a cardio flex workout where it was jumping pull-ups. Okay. Just jumping pull-ups, easy. Which, which, yeah, it's easy, but it, it, does, it can take a toll on your heart. Yeah, I kept finding myself kneeling down, like, what's, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Finally, I went to the back of the room and it, and it just got tighter and tighter in my chest. And I know if you're, if you're probably, people are listening to this, they're probably like, oh, my chest starts to hurt. Whenever I describe the story to my friend, my chest hurts right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I felt this little pinch, it started yeah. to hurt, I couldn't yeah. breathe. Yeah. So eventually, the next thing I know, I'm in an ambulance. I'm on the way to the hospital. And You, were, uh, you didn't lose consciousness, though. No, I, I was in and out of consciousness, went to the hospital. Uh, they said, you know, we, we, you're having a heart attack. They did all the tests, you're having a heart attack, we got to rush you to surgery. What does that mean? What, is, what does having a heart attack mean? A heart attack means that your heart is not getting enough blood. Okay. Basically, or it could be something electrical as well. But for me, my heart was not getting enough blood because one of the arteries going to it was clogged. Okay. So what happens, it doesn't get blood, it stops pumping and you die. And you die fast. For people who do know that, or maybe had one, what, what was the specific blockage? What did you have? So I had, it's, it's not, a lot of people don't know this, and I really had to educate myself. Because here's a guy, a guy who I thought I knew everything about fitness, who yeah. I thought it was bulletproof. I ate, I ate right, I did everything right. <clears throat> but... You're not making your birdhouse, right? But what, can, what I had is, is why I, yeah, it's broken. <laughs> well, <laughs> what I, so you actually want me to talk and do a craft at the yeah, same time. Yeah, oh, that's what I see. That's what makes it a challenge. All right. So the heart attack, so it had a plaque rupture. And it sends the plaque downstream. Got it. And then your body sends its own clotting factors. It's called mm -hmm. thrombism. They send your clotting factors to clot that place where you had the heart attack, where it, where it popped. And those clotting factors, which are supposed to save your life normally when you bleed, those clotting factors end up clotting the artery Got and cause a heart attack. Something that's meant to save you actually kills you. In that moment, when the doctor tells you you're having a heart attack, mm -hmm. and I asked him a very simple question. I said, am I going to die? I wanted to know. Right. And, and I was actually a bid for reassurance. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you go to you, hey, how's this, how's this outfit look, honey? You look great. You look great. Exactly, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, we're right. going to say, yeah, no problem. Uh -huh. Hey, Nitro, you gladiator's not dying on my watch. Yeah. yeah and he says, uh, he said, no. He goes, I don't know. He goes, well, uh, you've been having a heart attack for three hours. We're uh, going to rush you into surgery. Okay. And so in that moment, Zane, where I didn't know if I was going to live or die, and I really did not know, I learned so much about my life. <clears throat> A lot of times I will say, I'll say, you know, sports taught me about life, but almost dying taught me how to live. And it's been such a transformational experience in the sense of, you know, how to live. Mm -hmm. You know, you, what are you doing? I was copying you, but then you did something. How would you describe yourself leading up to that? I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that most of my life I was chasing gratification. Things that, I, things that I could eat, taste, hold, um, things that were temporary. I, I didn't understand what it was meant to be really thankful. Right. You know, thankful for, like I have a ritual. Every time I finish working out, I'm so grateful that I'm alive and I have health. Yeah. I sit down in the gym on a bench, dripping sweat, and I just sit there quiet. I get my breath down and I just say, you know what? I'm so grateful. Thank you, heart, for beating. Well, there's something else. You and my wife had similar back surgeries at the same time. You had a, yep. she had a disc fusion. She had L4, L5 mm -hmm. uh, bulge. Mm -hmm. She had two micro discectomies and then had to get a spacer and then get the disc fused. You had three different mm -hmm. um, 
discs replaced? Uh, one Fusion, two replaced. And um, what was the pain you were having before that? I mean, horrible. You know, if, if anybody's ever had back pain, I know you're, you're going through a little bit right now. Yeah. But when you have it, it's the central part of your body. You can't do anything, man. You cannot move. I mean, you get up and it's like, oh, bam. You get up and it feels like this. See this? I brought a little relic from the past for I you. Did. That's amazing. Isn't that funny? Some guy sent this to me just because he loved American gliders. He's been in his garage for 20 years. Mint condition. Here's what I, See, this is, the, this is the weapon of choice here, my friend. And just because you're making me do this... <laughs> have multiple? Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Just because you're doing it. <laughs> no, no, you got to really hit it. Bam, wow. Wow, just three. Awesome. Just three. <laughs> <laughs> when, you had, when you were doing that, you had something like that. So it was, everyone's so fascinating. Yeah. Everywhere I go, they say, how was it shooting that cannonball, those uh, tennis balls at people? Yeah, yeah, those are tennis balls. Those are legit. Jason, are you okay? Okay. You were talking about in your book how you were sort of, everything was physical. Everything you did was physical accolades. And, and then you became, you started to more internalize things. Everything was, um, look, I'm like a lot of people. I, I've, I, I've chased success. I've chased accomplishments. You want, you know, the bigger car, the extra home, the extra yeah. square footage, the, yeah. the younger girl. Yeah, I just kept chasing all these things. Look, when I got in the NFL, that was so brief. And then when I was on TV for seven or eight years, selling out Madison Square Gardens, had billboards on this actual street. Really? Billboard, boom, right across from horsepower. Do you have photos of that? No. You think it's always going to last. You don't take. Plus, it was, you had to have these cameras. Remember? Mm -hmm. So, uh, I thought, That's I thought, dude, I thought seeing all that was going to create bulletproof happiness. Right. I did this. I'm going to be happy the rest of my life. Uh -huh. I was shocked when it didn't turn out that way. To put a cap on that, on what we were talking about before, oh. you. You had um, a pretty intense back surgery. They had to go in through your, your front and the back, right? Right. And did all their work back there. And that surgery has, can sideline people. Mm -hmm. And you were telling me how you were in the gym when? Uh, yeah, yesterday, yesterday, last night. Yep. <laughs> doing, doing what exercise? Deadlifting. Yeah, and how much were you doing? Uh, no, say it the way that you said it to me before. I was only deadlifting 300. Only, exactly. I was only doing yeah, 300. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was only doing 300. I was, only doing 300. I, I was, keeping, I was keeping it light. I was just beating me. But, uh, no, did, did what, you, what, did, what did happened you have, though? Did you, you have a mean bone in your body? When you were doing all this stuff? Well, I was on roids, man. You, you had know, some you're angst. On, you're on roids, you get a little aggressive. Roid rage is real. Um, what kind of stuff were you, were you taking? Oh, so I went to one of the first steroid doctors in America. Up here. Oh, so it was prescribed. It was prescribed. This was back in 1982. So roids, you know, everyone now, you talk to a teenager, oh, yeah, I know what roids are. Back in 82, nobody knew what roids were. Yeah. I, I, I had knee surgery as a freshman in college. I was at a JC down Santa Ana, and I, I, I couldn't get myself back to the same size that I was the year before, and I wanted to get a scholarship. Saw this guy in the gym. He was, like, huge. Yeah. And I was like, dude, what do you do? You look great. Yeah. And he's like, I take steroids. I'm like, what? Well, what, what is that? And there's these things that make you bigger, stronger, faster. And he goes, you heard Schwarzenegger, right? And that was way back then. Mm -hmm. he, yeah, you know, there's rumors that Arnold and Ferrigno. And I said, are they safe? And he goes, I get them from a doctor. They have to Well, be. then there you go. That must be safe, right? On my 18th birthday, my father gave me $172 to invest in my future. So I went to this guy. And you did. $172 in my pocket. And I got my first batch of Dianabol and testosterone. Now, within a few months, I went from 187 to maybe 210 of muscle. Next thing I know, I was like the strongest guy on the team. So I, I did that for, you know, seven, 10 years. 
off and on. And so the doctor's philosophy was this. The doctor's philosophy was, I said, when do I go off? And he says, you don't. I was like, what? He goes, you don't. We just, we just keep doctoring what we're giving you. And I was like, oh, okay. But, you know, eventually, uh, he died young, I have to say. But the do was the doctor jacked? Did he use The that? doctor was jacked, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when you were doing Gladiator, were you yes. on them? What did you weigh at that point? Anywhere from 215 to 240. That's big range. Yeah, I played, when I played football, I was over in Europe, I was 265. Wow. 265. Yeah, you get big. I don't know what the hell. You I'm know, doing your right. progress is now. I have kept you talking. Yes. But your progress is it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. I'm uh, going back to my Japanese roots and trying to do something Zen, but I don't know how to make these stick together. Uh, probably put a, put one of these in between it and glue it like that, maybe. Um, I, I remember that time you took my belt. I was working out in the gym and and we were doing heavy stuff. I think I was doing what's. What's 135. What? <laughs> no, no, that's just because I was hurt. <laughs> I had two of the reds on either side, mm -hmm. and we were doing deadlifts. So that would be... Oh, you had two reds on each side? Two reds on each side, yeah. 20 on each side, 265. So. In, in your book, mm -hmm. um, I wanted, so it's, it's kind of a long title, so I'm going to read it. Uh, F Dying. Yes. Uh, how Cheating Death Kicked My Ass Into Loving, Learning, and Living My Best Life. And by the way, it's available on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Do you, is there an audio version where you yes. read it? Yep. How do you get that one? On Amazon. Okay. Uh, and then you also have your um, your podcast, uh, the Calm the Beast podcast. Yes, sir. Did you? <laughs> You've never built a birdhouse. What what is nope. what is it that that nope, that made a quote meathead mm -hmm. turn into an accomplished writer? I had stories inside of me that I wanted to tell that I didn't have the capability to speak in words. I wanted to learn to overcome my past. I wanted to share what it meant to be a human being, the human experience. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, growing up as I did, you know, you didn't talk about feelings, you know, you didn't talk about that stuff. You know, when I, I, my dad was like, you don't cry. Men don't cry. Men did don't he, cry. Did he, did he physically say that? Yeah, when I was younger. Big boys don't cry. Big boys don't cry. Do you remember what you were crying about? Yeah, my, my parents got divorced when I was five years old. My dad took my brother and I away from my mother Mm -hmm. uh, to go live with his brother, and my sister stayed with my, <clears throat> with my mom, and we were boarding a plane, and I was crying. And you were, you were going to? I was four years old. I was going to Minnesota at that time okay. with his brother, and uh, he just said, look, big boys don't cry. And then this guy on the plane flexed his muscle, and his muscle popped up, and he says, uh, and he says let me see your muscle. I did it too. Bang. And he said, look, you're a big boy. Look at that muscle, and big boys don't cry. And so it's interesting to think that this random stranger who does not remember that he ever, ever did that that he had an impression, he did something that made an impression on you. Yeah, so many people impact our lives in ways that they never know. And one of the things I try to do as a grown man is to go out and you know thank those people. I had a football coach uh, in high school. In high school, I was done playing football when I was a senior. I, you know, I didn't, I'm done. I was, had a job at Sears, and I was selling metal etchings in one of those kiosks. Okay. And, and I was making like 400 bucks a week, and I was still dating the hair cheerleader who was working at the Ralph Lauren store, and she got like 70% off. And so was, you, were, you were still in high school? But you were just no the end of the year, the summertime. Oh, the got summertime. It, got, it, got it. And then a football, my, one of my football coaches came by and he said he's going to coach at the JC. And he said you're a good football player, you should come by. And I was like, nah, nah. Look, I'm making 400 bucks a week. I got cash in my pocket. Baller. I'm wearing a suit. My girlfriend's got a convertible, and she, I get 70 percent off at Ralph Lauren. I, I'm good. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. But it, it sat with me. Uh huh. It sat with me. And then one day I just said, you know what? <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna go out to the football team. Uh huh. 
and went to the junior college off football team and, you know, ended up getting a scholarship and playing pro football. That's crazy. So you, I, you, you were... I, had to find, you, I found him. I found the coach. I said, you don't know how instrumental you were in my life. Just crazy. that conversation of you walking by that day by chance sparked something into me that was a whole trajectory for my life. And nobody, from my, nobody from where I went in Santa Ana, nobody got out of Santa Ana. Nobody got out of where I, in Orange County. I, no one ever played a, a Division I football. You know, my ceiling, I, it was a self-imposed ceiling. That's good. That's good. It looks like a barrack or something. Look, when I was a freshman in high school, I was a disaster. When I say disaster, um, I was doing PCP, I was doing acid. Is that angel dust? Yeah, I was doing angel dust. I had my, my, my cousin, well, my, not my cousin by blood, but my dad's buddy. We were go cutting school, going down the alleyway, doing cocaine, doing quaaludes. We are doing everything when I was a freshman. I was on the path to going nowhere quick. It's kind of like this birdhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like me, a freshman. That is a good analogy. I was about to get kicked out of school. <laughs> then my dad had an office, and at night, this dude was renting space, and he was a hypnotherapist. Okay. And we all went on a ski trip together, and he started to talk to me about the power of visualization, the power of your mind. What are you visualizing for... This birdhouse? Well, I'm sort of thinking at this point the experience that the birds are having. <sighs> You know, getting to do this show, well, I was about to give you a compliment. It's getting good. difficult. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it gives me an opportunity to, it gives me a great opportunity to get to know people better. Like this, this is- Agreed 100%. This, this, I've read your, your book, um, and now I want to read your other book, the Gladiator one. That's a um, And, uh, uh, but sitting here and talking with you, it's like, it's cool. You get an idea of someone's personality. I did borrow your weight belt without asking. And then I asked you and you said it was okay to use it. And I would go. Well, it was a little more of that story. Nope. So it was two years ago. Nope. That's it. And there was a weight as loss. Far as, as far as I remember. There was a weight was, loss challenge at the gym. Thank you very much for joining us. <laughs> There's a weight loss challenge at the gym. Well, uh, it wasn't just weight loss. It was, it was. Body fat percentage. It was, yeah, it was, it was like 90 days or hundred days. Who could lose the most weight? fat and gain body less muscle. Yeah. yeah, lose the most body fat, but still get so. And um, I had no idea because no. I saw you right. that day. We were at the, so we were down your, the street at a club. So, so that's been your impression of me because you saw me and I was drunk. Well, so we then were, you just saw that I was, you thought that I was always we, drunk. We were at the club, not the club, we were at the we were thing. I didn't know mm -hmm. we were celebrating that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that you won, but I literally walked in and you saw me like, Nitro, Nitro. I'm like, what? And you're standing in the middle. I think you had your shirt off in the middle of the bar. I did and, you're like, and you're like, I wore your belt. I wore your belt. I'm sorry, I wore your belt. I was like, what? <laughs> your belt. I, I feel so bad. I, I, I did it. I was the one. And I'm like, oh my yeah, dude. <laughs> I remember my first beer. <laughs> you, know, you were standing in the middle yeah. of the restaurant, uh -huh. shirt off. I did remember flexing. It. <laughs> but I didn't know you just won a contest and you're really showing off your lean body. No. But you're okay, screaming, okay. I wore your belt. Okay. So what you're saying is, is absolutely true. What had happened was, of everybody in the gym to like lose weight and gain muscle, I was going in there every single day. I was eating right for, eating right for like 90 days. And again, this is about two years ago. And I won MVP. So we had like five or six teams. Yeah. Were, were you on a team? No. Okay. Nitro don't play that. Okay, okay, sorry. Nitro is the team. Yeah, see? See how you seem a little angry right now. <laughs> Nitro is the team. God damn it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You should have saved him. You should have saved him. Um, so the, uh, yeah, so so I, I, I was MVP of my team. Not only that, I lost 
the most and gain the most of everybody in the gym. And so Dan uh, Wells, who owns the gym, our friend, uh, I was on his team. So he was so happy about winning that he was like, shots, let's do shots. I'm like, so I did shots. Someone else on my team bought a shot. And then all of a sudden it was just like, I'm down the shot road. And then someone's like, why are you wearing this? And I, somebody, it might've been Dan, I don't know, like ripped my shirt off. So then I, I looked down, I was just like, whatever. I'm not, I'm not embarrassed. And then that must've been when you walked in. And that's when I walked in, when your shirt was off, mm -hmm. you saw me, then you, literally you're just like. Well, was that, did I do the, you're pe the, the pec bounce? No, you're like a guy at the Packers game when it's you know 10 degrees out and it's freezing and he's got his shirt off and his face is painted. Okay, well, it was April yeah, in Los Angeles. No, it wasn't you, were like, just, you were flexing down, yeah, you were frozen and screaming at me. Yeah. You were screaming at me. <laughs> I, was, I had no idea what you're talking about. I didn't even know who you were, honestly. <laughs> I don't remember meeting you in the gym. All I see is this crazy is this dude. And he's like, I wore your belt. I wore your belt. And I'm like, is he special needs? <laughs> who is this guy? And then I remember go talking to Dan the, like, the week later. I said, who is that guy? Like, that guy's crazy. He's like, I don't know. No, 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 no. He was like, no, Zane's really smart. He's a really cool guy. He explained me. He just won the challenge. I've never seen him like that. But it, that, that's how I, that was my first oh my God, impression of you. That is so good. That is so yeah. good. I'm going to have a drink for that. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to that. So the last thing, you know, is I wanted to do a giveaway. Okay. I wanted to do a giveaway. I love to give away this, but this is the only one I have. Oh, I thought you were going to give it to me. I was gonna no, 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 no. I actually. That needs to be like up displayed. Yeah, Do they display. still make that? Oh, God, no. This okay. is 25 years old. This was a toy collector contacted me, uh, Zombie Sailor Toys. And he, he found a truckload or in a warehouse, like a truckload of dolls and this and that. And he says, do me a favor. He, he had more than one? He sent you one? Oh, he only had one of these. But he had like the dolls, the action figures, the little Of games. you? Yeah, of all those things. Yeah, is, do we have the action figure here, Jay? No? There's a guy from Zombie, Zombie Toy, Z yeah. Zombie Sailor Toys, and he found this truckload of like action figures and other things like this. And he sells them online, but he reached out to me on Instagram. Dan Nitro Clark, I'm easy to find. And... He sent me, he said, look, will you just do a quick promo for me? I'll send you a bunch of these for free, and I will send you this very rare, hard to find. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. I, I, I'm, no just, I'm into this. I'll send this look, very, at this, rare, look at this guy. Look at this guy. Assault cannon. He said, I will send you this. And if you just do a quick 30 second promo. So it's the only one he had. Yeah. So I, so I did it, and he sent me this. Uh, this cool thing. You don't have any of these? From no, no, back no. In the day? This was a. I have. A, so he sent me like a like twenty of these. Okay, good. So I have like twenty of these. Oh my god. So I want to do a giveaway. I want because I do have a podcast. You know, call him the beast. Yes. Callhimthebeast.com, where it's me and uh, Jason D. I can't say his last name. Jason. We don't know it. <laughs> Nobody knows it. Me and Jason D. Oh, on it. So cool. And it's called Calm the Beast. But I want to do a little giveaway. We created something. So if you go to calmthebeast.com okay. slash Zane. Oh, got it. Okay. Callthebeast.com slash Zane. You go there, you fill a form, you go to our podcast, and you leave a review. Okay. And you say, you say that you saw me here. Yeah. And then we collectively are going to pick one winner, and we're going to send him a gladiator package. We're going to send him Calm the Beast book. Yeah. We're going to send him an autographed. That is so cool. American Gladiator Nitro. Da, 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 doll, and we're also going to send him uh, my first book, um, Gladiator, True Story of Rage of Rage of Redemption, which is, by the way, getting the movie treatment from Atlas Entertainment, who did um, Batman and Wonder Woman. Wow. They just optioned it, so maybe we'll see me, the spandex coming to life. That is badass. Yeah, which uh, I'd love who, to get. Who's going to play you right now? I'd love to get Jason Momoma. I was just going to say yeah. that. Yeah. 
I used to have this long well, you can, hair. Well, you, can see it. you can see it's right there. Just look. Th yeah. This can happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> you can go from long, flowing Chewbacca hair to this. Now, I just want to say that um, <clears throat> I'm feeling quite inferior right now <laughs> because yours looks like Noah's Ark. Yeah. And mine looks like a. Uh, yeah, yours looks like Blair Witch. <laughs> <laughs> with popsicle sticks. It does. You were talking a lot. It's very difficult to talk and Dude, to... I, I don't need you to console me. I'm very okay yeah, with my well, artwork. Yours is really horrible. I feel like smashing it, but I'm not going to. You can smash it. Dan, Dan Clark. Thanks, brother. Same. Pleasure, buddy. Always a good time hanging out with you. What's uh, and he's in there like titty twizzlers. That's what they are. I don't even know what those are. You've seen you Titty Twizzler? That time I saw you at the strip bar. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> that's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they twizzle. I don't I have no idea. Oh, like the things you'd put on? Yeah, like for the Vegas showgirls. Sure, that's what you're making. I don't think they look like that. Uh, thank you very much, too. How about if I punch you in the face with this? Down, you know, there you go. Like... Nitro's back. <laughs> I'm sorry about Available on Drink TV.